Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace this morning. We're continuing our study in the book of Philippians, and of course we're just marching our way right through Philippians chapter 4. This is one of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture. There's just so much in Philippians chapter 4. In fact, I've I've kind of realized as we're going through this, it's it's almost like we're taking it one verse at a time. It's not quite that way. There's a couple of verses here that we've we've just breezed on past, but for the most part, we're just kind of working our way right through it, and kind of slow. And uh, today, we're we're getting into verse eight, and this is a verse that uh, is really really important um, because. It's one of those that helps train your mind, and your mind is where one of the biggest battlefields is in your life, especially when it comes to sin and when it comes to righteousness. And it is so important to have a disciplined mind and to actually be looking at Scripture and seeing what Scripture has to say. But let's go ahead and let's read Philippians chapter 4 here this morning. And it says this, Therefore, my beloved and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Iodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind of the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, to help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement, also and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are written in the book of life. Rejoice the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and have received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at last for your care for me is flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distresses. Now, you Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are uh, with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, this morning, as I mentioned, we're going to be in verse 8, and it says this in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, so many times we get caught up 
thinking about things that that either don't matter or are not true, and we end up worrying. We end up worrying so much. And you know, uh, yesterday we we talked quite a bit about uh, the idea of anxiety and how to defeat anxiety. Well, here's another level, the next level, and how to defeat anxiety. And this is uh, the discipline of the mind, the discipline of the mind. And, and this is the instruction of Scripture here. It, it gives us specifically what we are to think on, and it doesn't permit for us to think on other things or to meditate on these. Now, it's important to understand meditation because I understand in our culture we we really have this idea of a Eastern mysticism meditation, the concept of emptying out your mind, but that's not the biblical concept of meditation. The the Eastern mysticism um, concept or mystic concept of meditation is that idea of going and emptying out your mind and ultimately it's it's so that there can be demonic attacks that come to it. That's that's the reality of it. But uh, but biblical meditation is not emptying your mind. It's actually the opposite. It's filling your mind. It's going and intentionally thinking on something and bringing it back up and bringing it back up and bringing it back up in your mind and keeping it at the forefront of your mind. That's the idea of biblical meditation, to think on something all day. And this is what we are, we're, we're to think on. It's whatever things are true. You know, so many times you get ready to go into a situation and you know that there's potential conflict or maybe you're, you're, you're thinking of somebody and you're wondering, you know, maybe they don't like me or you're stopping and you're, you're going into a situation and you're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, um, um, what if, what if I do this dumb thing? Or what if, you, you know, I, I say something silly or something like that. And, and what ends up happening is, is that you end up thinking on the wrong things. And the, the first test that we have for a thought of something that's, that's meditating, something that we're going to give real time to thinking about is, is it true? Is it true? You know, there are a lot of times when maybe somebody gave you a weird look, they gave you the stink eye, or uh, somebody avoided you, so you thought, or um, they abruptly left a conversation. And you might be thinking, well, is that person mad at me? I've talked to people a lot of times and they, they have these kind of questions. And th this is the first place to take them is, well, is it true? Do you know that to be true, that they're upset with you? Well, no. No, I don't then why are you meditating on it? Why are you worried about it? Why are you thinking about it? Scripture tells us to think on the things that are true. You don't know this to be true. You're going to have to probably go and find out if it's true, but until you have it confirmed if it's true or not, you need to not meditate on it. Why are you giving up that mental real estate to something that's not true? or something that you don't know to be true. The next thing is, is whatever things are, are noble, whatever things are noble and whatever things are just. And I'm going to put these two things together for sake of time here this morning, but, but it's this concept of, of noble and just, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say something that is, is pure, something, or excuse me, something that's the next thing that comes up, sorry, something that is good, something that is good. 
and of, of moral character. And you stop and you, you, you have to ask yourself the question, does the thought pass that test? If not, don't give it mental real estate. If it's not a noble thought, if it's something that you're, you're, you're sitting out there thinking of, of deceiving someone else, well, no, 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 no. Take that out of your mind. If it's not just, if you're, if you're coming and you're thinking of cheating somebody else out of some kind of a, a, a good business deal, well, don't give thought to that. Don't give thought to that. What about something that's pure? Something that's pure. Well, is what you're thinking about really identified as, or could it be called pure? Well, if not, if it's that dirty joke that somebody told, stop thinking about it. Don't think about it. Have discipline over your mind. What are whatever things are lovely and whatever things are of good report. You know, it seems like today's day and age, especially in Christianity, you come across people who are very jaded. Do you know how you get jaded? It's, it's yes, having bad things happen to you uh, or disappointing things happen to you, but it's also because you don't have mental discipline to think about things that are lovely and things that are of good report. Optimism is ultimately a mental discipline. Now, one thing I will say about optimism is, is that you can be unrealistically optimistic, and that, that's not good either. You do need to be rooted in reality because, remember, whatsoever things are true, you do need to have a, a dose of reality, a rooting in reality. But if you can never be optimistic, if you're never thinking on things of good report, if you're never hopeful, then the reality of it is, is that you don't have good mental discipline. You're not obeying this scripture. The next set here, the next thing that it says is, uh, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, virtue, praiseworthy. So virtue is moral character. Is there anything here that's really thinking of that moral character and praiseworthy? Is it, is it worth thinking of somebody uh, or something that is worth praising? Well, if it's not, why are you dwelling on it? Why are you thinking on it? You know, so many times as Christians, we can get caught up in thinking and thinking and thinking on the evil schemes and those who make evil schemes. Now, you should be aware of, of the devil. You should be aware of his schemes, and, and you should be uh, aware of those who work for the devil. You should as Christians. But if you really want to know how to overcome that, it's that you don't give him more mental real estate or you only give him the proper mental real estate and that real estate is not in the realm of meditation. You don't sit here and think about these evil people and their evil schemes. You think about what's good. You think about what's virtuous. You think of what it's praiseworthy because you're not sitting out here thinking, how can I just deconstruct them? But you're sitting out here need to be thinking about how can I build something for God? It's important to tear down strongholds, but we should spend more time thinking about how we're going to build something for God than we should about how we're going to go into tear down what the devil has built. Because it's easier to go and to knock something down than it is to build something great. 
And it says here at the very end to meditate on these things. You know, the question is, is what are you thinking about today, Christian? What are you spending most of your time thinking about? Does it, does it fit the filter of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8? Does it fit that filter? It, 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 are you mentally disciplined? Are you really sticking to what God says? Or are you going beyond this and meditating on some other things? Just some food for thought today. Well, thank you for listening. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. To the promise, there's nothing we can't overcome.